Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all, wherever you are coming in from around the world. I am Brian. I am the UK Bitcoin Master, and this is your alternative to the lying, crappy BBC, the bullish Bitcoin channel, where I go live twice a week, every Monday, every Thursday, 6 p.m. London, and just talk Bitcoin to try and help noobs, people that are sort of fresh into this, not make the mistakes that a lot of people make in quotes, crypto, uh, and understand the difference between Bitcoin and crypto. You know, there are so many tokens out there, and pretty well 99% of them are going to go to zero, and they're going to take your money with them. So what I try to do on this show is not educate. I'm not an educator, but just share information that might make people take a step back and think, you know what? I wonder if he's got a point there. Let me go and do some research of my own. And that's all I'm trying to do here, people. So don't come looking for financial advice. Don't come looking for charts, technical analysis, price predictions. You're not going to get them. Now, does that mean you won't, you won't get price predictions from some of the video uh, videos that I run. Yeah, some people do make price predictions. I'm not making them. I'm just relaying to you guys what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing out there in Bitcoin land. So do your own research at all times. And that uh, reminds me, very important you read the disclaimer. Very important. I'm going to get rid of it now. Um, very important. If you want to learn about Bitcoin and what makes it unique, there's close to 600 videos at ukbitcoinmaster.com. And there's around 80 live interviews on bitcoininterviews.com with some of the greatest minds in Bitcoin today. And going to back, back to when I first started live streaming um, in 2018. So I've been doing this now for over five years. And uh, it's really interesting. Actually, before we do that, I'll just say, uh, just for the record, it's Monday, the 18th of September. It is two minutes past six in the evening here in the UK. For those that think it's not live, it's a recording. Yes, it's live. That is why I like to talk to my people um, in the chat. So without further ado, let me get rid of that and just put this up. And I'll say that you've got to learn why uh, it's not just okay to buy Bitcoin. You've got to learn how to store it yourself. Well, you haven't got to, but if you want to control your coins, your future money, and not leave it in the hands of financial institutions that they always get corrupted, then you've got to really learn how to um, custody yourself. Um, find a hardware device that you uh, that everybody seems to say is a good device, and then learn how to use it and store your Bitcoin on it. That's what I would say. Okay, so uh, very quickly, let's see who we've got in the house. Um, I've seen my lovely wife is with us. She's a great support, Elaine. Thank you, as always. G Squared, Gabe, coming in from Phoenix, Arizona. Great to meet you in person, sir. Welcome. Thank you for your support. Rocky Palumbo is in the house. Ian Stewart's house. Good to see you, Ian. Neil O'Connor coming in from Ireland. Uh, good to see you, Neil. Uncle Hodler, we've got another Arizona dude in the house. I will say MW coming in from somewhere on a Spanish island. Um, I saw John G earlier. He's not joining us live. He's got a doctor's call coming in, but I'm sure, John, you will catch up a little bit uh, later. I want to pick up on something that Gabe or G Squared said 
if I may. And he said, Brian, you're truly exceptionally positive Bitcoin vibes, motivating and captivating. Gabe, hey, thank you for saying that. But that's not the reason I wanted to read that out. It is because I've had so many people say to me, uh, yeah, it's all right being bullish when, you know, the price is up or the bull market's here. But I bet you're not that bullish in the bear market. And I say to anyone that says that to me, go back through my archives. There are two videos a week, almost every week, apart from a bit of illness, um, for five and a half years, including the bear markets of 2018 and 2019. I would defy any one of you to go and find one single solitary video that I did in 2018 and 2019, or 2020 when C19 hit and the price plummeted to 3K, buying opportunity, and we bought the dip. I will defy anyone to bring a link back to me and say, well, here's one where you were negative. Now, let me quantify that. I am a massive long-term, long-term Bitcoin bull. Uh, Short-term, yeah, the price is all over the place. It is a new emerging asset. What do you expect? My point is you won't find me ever bearish on where Bitcoin is going over time. That's the point. So, Gabe, thank you, thanks a million for your comments. Stacking Richie's with us. Good to see you uh, in the house. Right. Without further ado, let's shoot on over to the desktop and crack on with today's news. Don't forget, people, retweet this, share it where you're listening or watching. If you're on the podcast, thank you for being here. Maybe come and join us on YouTube one day so you can put faces to voices. That would be great to have you uh, with us. My friend uh, in a lounge down under uh, in Australia is still trying to move this portfolio. Whether he will or whether he won't, that's not the point. He's a friend. I said I would promote it for him uh, on my show. So if you know anybody who is a whale that would love to get their hands on the domain name Bitcoin to the Moon. Dot com, which, as you can see from the strap line there, it is the common cry uh, and dream of Bitcoiners throughout the world, a lot, along with a complete asset portfolio. Then he is trying to move that along. Well, there we go again. I do it every time and then it won't work. OK, um, my good friend, Matthew, um, he's not with us at the moment, but he wrote this book. It's an English book about Bitcoin. If you want an easy digest, Great book. Check it out on Amazon, Audible uh, as well. It is there. Um, if you go into the show notes now, you've got all my social media links there in one link. You click it, it opens this page, and you can follow me wherever you want to follow me, if, of course, <laughs> you want to follow me. And then I'm going to keep plugging this because I believe this is building the Bitcoin social layer. Rocky Palumbo's in the house is on the Orange Pill app. I got to meet Brian DeMint through Rocky, through the Orange Pill app. He's part of Orange Pill app as well. And I interviewed him on my show because of the Orange Pill app. You can, if you choose, put in your rough location and connect with other Bitcoiners. So why wouldn't you? If you're going to do it, if you're thinking about doing it, for goodness sake, go into the show notes and use my link. And when you subscribe and do your monthly or whatever you do, um, you get 10,000 sats. So people might go, well, 10,000 sats, that's not worth a lot. You know, maybe a couple of dollars, couple of quid. It is not what it is worth today you should be worrying about. It is what those 10,000 sats will be worth a decade out 
is the really important thing. Okay, very, very quickly, I just want to have a look at what is going on with the price of Bitcoin. As you can see, we got a little bit of a pump going on. Doesn't excite me at all. Show me 69K again. I start to get a bit excited. Then we've retaken the all-time high, and then it's off to the races. This uh, is just like watching, eating popcorn and just watching the world go by. But it is nice to see that with everything going on out there in the macro world, um, you know, at least Bitcoin, it's holding its own uh, to 27.2. So that's nice uh, to see. Okay, so let's get on with the show. I've got a few news articles that I've prepared. I've got a few tweets. I've got uh, two videos, one that's two or three minutes, one that's 30 seconds. We'll get into it all. But first things first, uh, let's have a look at what is going on out there. And here's the thing. If you're new to all of this, okay, keep in mind that Bitcoin's price can get buffered all over the place. It doesn't mean that Bitcoin is failing. You know, TikTok next block, every 10 minutes, another block is produced. And it's done that for 14 years consistently, persistently, and nothing has stopped it or will stop it. But macro events, banks failing, whatever it might be, exchanges going under, we saw that in 2022, that can buffer the price around. So by following channels like mine and others, you can build that strong Bitcoin hand by learning. It's called proof of work. Here's a classic case in point. You know, everyone's saying that our oh, Binance is going to go under in the US. You know, they're prepping in other continents, etc. Um, you've got another two Binance execs have left the exchange as the price of its BNB coin tumbles. As you can see here, the entity's head of legal, Krishna Javadi, and its chief risk officer, Sydney. Mayalya are quitting their post. Uh, the Daily wrote in an article on Thursday, quoting sources with knowledge of the changes in the trading platforms management. Whatever that means, we had somebody leave last week as well. There's another couple. My point here, if this were to fail, that could take Bitcoin's price down for a while. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with Bitcoin. It simply means the market has seen it. It's a shock. Price drops a bit. Great buying opportunity to get some cheap sats is the way that I view that. And of course, then it always rebounds again. So for me, it doesn't matter what shoe's going to drop. If it drops a bit, I'm okay with it. I know that over time, it is going in an upward uh, direction. Okay. Um, chain analysis. Now, we all go bar, humbug, boo, hiss. Chain analysis. Trying to track you know, transactions and track people's wallets, etc. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got them denouncing this Bitcoin core contributor, Brian Bishop, as unqualified to audit its code. There's a little bit uh, about what it's saying there. You know, here's the thing. In the UK, we've got something going on with a guy that you people in the US will be familiar with. His name is Russell Brown. There is now talk that he's, you know, sexually harassed young girls in the past. And he is coming out and saying, you know what? This looks like a coordinated attack because I speak out about the deep state and I speak out about the corruption in government. Now, before Bitcoin, 
I would have just gone, oh, my Lord, Russell Brand, oh, my Lord. Now my brain says, oh, hang on a sec. Are they trying to now silence someone else that is speaking out against the machine? Uh, and I don't know. You know, only the courts will decide that. The point is, I now question everything when I hear news articles, read stuff like this about chain analysis, you know, debunking this Brian Bishop, who's a core contributor on Bitcoin Core. You know, I just I just let it roll over. UK Bitcoin Farmer, good to see you. Pastor Phil Volman is in the house. Phil, I hope you are feeling better, sir. I'm sure that goes for everyone in the chat right now, Phil. Great to see you here. Okay, this could happen. Look, Republic Bank. Now, you've got to Google them. They don't come up with a Google. You've got to add something in. But another bank that is teetering. Look, 96% down in a year. So if that went to the wall, that would be deemed as another bank failing. It can create contagion. That creates fear in the markets. People think they need to get out. I'm simply saying this is out there. Things like this happen, you're going to need to deal with all of that because even if you're not in Bitcoin, things like this are constantly happening anyway. It's just that now you've got an investment in Bitcoin, you want to make sure that, you know, your asset's okay, your asset's good, so you're more aware of stuff like this. Then you've got positive stuff like this coming out of Decrypt. Is Bitcoin mining really greener? Here's what's going on. Bloomberg's new and optimistic research note on Bitcoin mining's green energy mix is missing a key detail, according to an industry expert. In his note, Bloomberg intelligence analyst Jamie Coots, now he's been on a lot of shows over the last year, quite a decent guy, argued that the power used by the industry is now more than 50% green. He cited data showing Bitcoin's declining carbon emissions since 21 versus its rising hash rate, a measure of network security and mining activity. His conclusion, it could only mean the industry's sustainable energy mix is growing larger. Now, I'll refer back to this shortly when I come on to the tweets. There's something I want to cover that could be if it happened massive for Bitcoin, but we don't know. you got this from Crypto Telegraph. 500,000 Bitcoin fee blunder. Paxos revealed as the responsible party. Can you imagine paying a $500,000 fee for $200 worth of Bitcoin? It's like, oh my Picasso, what is that about? Okay, uh, the US-based crypto service provider Paxos has been revealed as the party responsible for massively overpaying fees on a recent Bitcoin transaction. The transaction made on September the 10th at 5.10 p.m. UTC was for a payment of only $200 worth of Bitcoin but amazingly came with a transaction fee of around $500,000, setting a new record in Bitcoin transaction fees. Point, it is so easy to go and screw something up. Now, they're saying this was a glitch 
in one of the wallets or the system or something. Uh, don't quote me on it, anybody. The point is how easy it is to make a blunder. Somebody in the chat very kindly, and I'm just putting it out there now, very kindly DM'd me and said, look, I'm, I want to send you a SATS donation, but it keeps failing for me. Can you send me an invoice for 5,000 SATS and I'll send you some? So, of course, I said, yeah, you don't have to. I don't run the show for any type of game, but if you want to support the show, of course. So I sent him um, a lightning invoice and you see, I've been in Bitcoin six and a half years and I wondered why nothing came in. And when I checked it myself, instead of putting 5,000 sats, I inadvertently made it 5,000 pounds. Little wonder he didn't drop the tip. The point is, it's so easy to drop a huge clangor and make a mistake. So whenever you're doing anything, moving your Bitcoin around, moving it off an exchange to a hardware wallet, lightning addresses, whatever it is, just be absolutely doubly clear you've got it smack on right before you click that final button to make the transaction. This news here is monumental because Michael Saylor came out and said the three things that will drive Bitcoin to $5 million. Number one, an ETF. That is galloping towards us, maybe even by the end of this year. Number two, these FASB rules changing around what how companies have to um, report on their crypto holdings, profit and losses, etc. I don't fully understand it, but he said that'll be number two because then companies can get Bitcoin. And then number three, when banks start custodying and loaning against Bitcoin. And here you've got Deutsche Bank, largest bank in freaking Germany and in Europe now providing crypto or or they are going to provide crypto custody services to customers using this partnership with Taurus. I don't know anything about who this Taurus is. All I know is I listen to what Sailor says and I don't hang off his every word. I'm a critical thinker and I do my own research. But here's a guy that's put his money where his mouth is. He's invested how much into Bitcoin? Okay. And he's saying these three catalysts. So, you know, we are on the cusp, I feel, and I've got no I, I I've got no charts, no analysis. I just feel we are on the cusp of something monumental happening when those ETFs come in. Of course, then the halving. We got the halving to factor in as well. That's without the three things that Sailor talked about. It's like, don't sell your bitcoins, people. Hang on for dear life. Hold on for dear life. Hoddle. Stack as hard as you can because we're getting to a point where this is the last chance regular people are going to have to be able to become whole coiners and, and um, own one whole coin. I want to say hi to UK Bitcoin Farmer. Also to, um, who did I see? Uncle Hodler. Yeah, good to see you in the house. Okay, so. How many people have heard about this one? If you haven't, go onto YouTube and Google Welshman or Walesman um, and, I don't know, Bitcoin in a landfill site. It will come up. This guy, James Howells, he threw away a hard drive, if you're not aware of this story, with almost 8,000 Bitcoins on it. He then got involved, I don't know whether in the US or abroad, overseas, 
you know a program called Top Gear. It's a car program in the UK. They've gone all over the world, Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond. And Richard Hammond had a terrible, terrible car accident and nearly died. I remember that. And Richard Hammond's quite a figure now. Most people know him around the world. And this guy, he got Richard Hammond involved. There's a YouTube video out there. And they got a team around them. They crowdfunded, I think, $11 million to go in and dig up this landfill site because I think at the time it had over 320 million pounds of Bitcoin in it. And these experts were saying they could go down hundreds of feet and find the hard drive and get the data off of it. The point is they declined him. His local council kicked it out, even with Richard Hammond involved and all these big names. And all of a sudden now he is threatening to um, bankrupt Owner of 8 billion lost Bitcoin in landfill threatens to bankrupt his local council. Whatever that means, I don't know. The point is, he still wants to get his Bitcoin back. Can you blame him, people? No, absolutely not. That is the inadvertency of throwing a hard drive away that's been in the drawer when he was mining Bitcoin and it didn't have a value. And then all of a sudden, it's worth over 300 million or a third of a billion. Can you imagine that? I mean, I'd talk about poor Pastor Phil when he had his 14.2 Bitcoin stolen. You know, I felt sick for him. Phil felt sick for two years. And that was bad enough. Then imagine nearly 8,000 Bitcoins. It's like, dear, oh dear, I need to move on. Okay. Got some great tweets for you all, but I've got a little video clip I want to run. Now, people are not embracing and having a go at lightning. If you are too scared to do that and you've got a smartphone, just do me a favor. Download Wallet of Satoshi to your phone. You're set up in under a minute and then start learning Put a little bit of Bitcoin on it. Get someone to send you some. I'd send you some, okay, and learn how it works. Because right now, there is so much activity going on here in the UK, particularly. I know it's gathering massive momentum here where more and more companies and businesses are starting to accept Bitcoin payments. Now, the key is people think, our oh, Bitcoin's slow and it's clunky. And uh, I think I've got a tweet coming up that talks about that, about what it was like, um, I think, or is that on another video coming up? Not sure. But anyway, um, what I want to do is show you this 30-second video. This lady is going to buy her drink with Bitcoin. And just look how she scans the POS device just as easy as a credit card. Let me run it. Right. What are we doing here? I'm going to pay with Bitcoin Lightning. Bitcoin Lightning. How does it work? I will show you. She's going to issue Okay, a bill. Okay. Bang. Right. Paid with lightning. Look at that. How easy is that? Tweets. Next one. I said I'd refer back to when Bitcoin mining is 50% green. Elia Epping. Hello. Welcome. Um, I remember Elon Musk saying when Bitcoin mining is 50% green, then I'll re-instigate 
Bitcoin payments on X. Well, let's see if he does now because it's been confirmed that is actually the case. And personally, I'm not sure he's going to follow through with that, if I'm absolutely honest. Uh, but the point is, people, this ESG narrative is just, it's gone away. It is a thing of the past. They'll come out with another narrative. But right now, this thing is gone. Moving on. Tucker Carlson, here's one for you. If you haven't seen his interview with Donald Trump a um, couple of weeks ago, I think, it's out there on YouTube, I think it hit 30 million views. It's come out that Tucker Carlson says he's invested and believes in Bitcoin. So much so that he went down to Argentina and he interviewed, uh, I forget his name, Javier, Javier Millet, who is vying to be the next uh, president of um, Argentina. He's come through swimmingly on their by-elections, I believe, and there's a likelihood this might actually happen. Now, he's coming out saying all the banks are corrupt and the, the financial institutions, I'm going to get rid of them all. It's like, whoa, holy cow. Now, why am I telling you that? Because Tucker Carlson went out on his own, okay, because of whatever went on with Fox, and all of a sudden, he's smashing records. His, his um, interview with Javier, I think, hit three, yeah, 320 million views. This was several days ago. I wonder what it's like right now. It's just like flipping heck, mate. So this Bitcoin narrative, and don't forget, Javier Millet is very, very, very pro-Bitcoin. So... If you put all these little nuggets together that I'm covering with you, if you don't think the Bitcoin adoption is racing towards us and you want to get off of Bitcoin Zero, what planet are you on? What planet are you on? You're never going to get anyone talk any more bullish about Bitcoin going forward than I will no matter what's going on with the day-to-day -day price. And I'm putting all these dominoes together. All the stars are aligning. And I'm telling you, I believe we're in for one of the most parabolic uptrends we've seen in Bitcoin's history yet because of ETFs, BlackRock, Fidelity, Franklin, the other one now, and ARK Invest and all the others. And they're saying that when one comes out, they'll all come out. I mean, no one knows, but just buy and hold people and get those sats while they're still on sale. I want to give a big shout out to CK from Bitcoin Magazine. In fact, he's just finished with Bitcoin Magazine. Why? Because he is now the first director of financial freedom with the Human Rights Foundation, Alex Gladstein's Human Rights. So I know CK was stepping away and he said, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. And you know, way to go, CK. He's been a guest on my show. If you go into bitcoininterviews.com, I had CK on a couple of years ago. Um, a great guy, really, really, really bullish on Bitcoin. And he always tweets. He said, no one is bullish enough on Bitcoin. We're all too bearish on Bitcoin. And I believe that. I'm with him. I'm, I remember responding to one of his tweets saying, I'm telling you, CK, I am just on fire, mega bullish Bitcoin with you. He said, nah, you're not bullish enough. So, Great character, but, you know, way to go, mate. Hope it works out for you, sir. Johnny Midas, good to see you um, in the house. And then this one. Now, Durian Trimmer, or Timmer, Timmer. Uh, he is Director of Global Macro at Fidelity. 
He believes that one Bitcoin could be worth one billion dollars by 2038. 15 years out from now, one billion. That's pretty bullish, isn't it? Now, he will not make a statement like that without looking at all their charts and everything that they do at Fidelity. And I'm telling you, Fidelity would not move into Bitcoin. BlackRock would not move into Bitcoin if they did not know that this thing can 10 to 100x them, their investments. So you can front run them, people, by being in Bitcoin, getting off zero and stacking as hard as you can between now and the halving or now and the ETF, whichever one kicks in first. And if you want to get a real bullish dose uh, un outside of me, go and search on YouTube for British Hoddle. And he re recently did a video on why you need to own one Bitcoin. And I don't follow him, you know, vividly, consistently, whatever. I do dip in and look at some of his videos, but this one is particularly bullish on, for God's sake, you, or for goodness sake, just get off a zero and get to one Bitcoin as fast as you can, because that window is closing rapidly. Love it. Which leads me to today's video. Okay. We keep talking about what are they going to invest when they come in? You know, point 1% of their assets, 0.5%, 1%. I've got a video here from Mark Yusko yet again. And remember, if you don't know who Mark Yusko is, go and research him. He's way cleverer than me. He's head of Morgan Creek Digital, you know, asset holdings. I don't know what he's got assets under management, but he's a pretty big player in the space. I know he holds Ethereum as well in his fund, but he's a massive, massive Bitcoin bull. So, Take me out of it and listen to what he is saying. And the one thing I picked up from this video, and if you miss it, I'm going to point it out now, and that is there may be half a billion dollars Bitcoin market cap, but 400 billion of it is locked up and huddled away like by people like me, which means that whatever you divide into it, whatever comes into it is going to see parabolic upward trends. Have a listen to what he says. How do you, with a straight face, yeah. approve BlackRock and not approve Franklin Templeton or Fidelity? Could they pull the trigger on BlackRock uh, in, in a month? Yeah, they could. Yep. I mean, there's 30 trillion with a T, 30 trillion, or that's, that's the total amount of money managed by RIAs and, and others that is not allowed at this point for whatever silly reason to right. own Bitcoin. And you know, they can't own GBTC and they can't own Bitcoin miners and they just they've they've called a timeout. Well, once there's an ETF, particularly if it's an ETF that BlackRock runs, um, there's gonna be no excuse and they're all gonna have to approve it. Their clients have been asking for it. And you got this asset that is the best performing asset again. Okay, eleven of the fourteen years that Bitcoin has been alive. It's been the best performing asset yep. of all assets. Yep. It's the best performing Eric, asset again this year. Yeah, Eric hit on uh, his prediction about $150 billion, uh, in terms of market impact. Uh, yeah. You feel so, that, so you like that number or do you think that? Well, I, again, I think, I think he's $150 billion would be half a percent, right? Instead of 10 basis yep. points. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And it looks like he's updated his, his thoughts. 
I'll go further and say 1% seems more likely. That'd be 300 billion. 300 yeah. billion on 100 billion of free float, price goes up a lot, a lot, a lot. This is a truly unique diversifying asset that must be in everyone's portfolio. You hear me now? It doesn't have to be your whole portfolio. I never said that. It should be at least 1%. I'll argue 2 or 3%, but, but 1% is fine. And had okay. you done that a decade ago, okay, had you taken oh. 1%, half from stocks, half from bonds, 1%, yeah, for you sure. put it in Bitcoin, your portfolio would have done two things. It would have compounded at about 250 basis points per year right. better with less volatility. Fair value, every having has added a zero. Listen to this. Fair value. Right, okay, this is what I've learned, and I'm sure you all know this. I'm sure I'm preaching to the converted here. Right, but fair value. If you take a 30% line going upwards from left to right, fair value. But like snakes and ladders, you can have Bitcoin undervalued, and then it goes up the other way, and it's overvalued, like the blow off top. And then it comes back and finds its fair value again. And I love what he's saying about each halving, we add a naught. And if that is the case, by the 2028 halving, you add a naught and it becomes $1 million per Bitcoin. So we went from 100 to 1,000. Then we went from 1,000 to 10,000. Now we go from 10,000 to 100,000. Look, people, I cannot be any more bullish than that. You will not get anyone talk more bullishly than me about where Bitcoin is going. I don't have any answers. I don't have a magic wand. I just try and pull stuff from all areas that helps me build an image of what I've invested in. I just choose twice a week to go live and just talk about that, hoping that it might resonate with someone and somebody might get off of zero and start stacking sats. That's the only reason I do what I do, people. So I would encourage you all again, get off of zero and start sacking, stacking those sats. Rocky Palumbo, get in there. I couldn't agree more. We're going to quickly go back over because I love quotes. And here is my quote of the day. Think about this one in the context of Bitcoin. What comes easy won't last long. And what lasts long won't come easy. Bitcoin is here for eternity. But to stack it and not touch it and watch it accumulate for most people is hard. And I'm going to say something now. Six and a half years We've been we've stacked our coins and have not touched them. And I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe some of you yeah, I don't believe that. But I'm telling you, on my life, I have not found it hard for six and a half years. And I won't find it hard for another two or three years before I even contemplate, do I want to do anything with any of my stack? So give yourself a five to 10 year horizon if you're going to stack into this thing. And I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. If you want to support me, there you go. There's three SATS addresses. There is a buy me a cup of coffee with crappy fiat address. Scan it. Buy me a cup of coffee if you want. You don't have to. Or there is my geyser fund if you want to support that. Again, you don't need to do any of that. I don't expect it. I just go live twice a week hoping that something I say 
touches a nerve with somebody and they start stacking like a madman. Because right now, I think the window is desperately closing for how many sats you're going to get for your dollar, people. So keep buying it. As Elaine, Mrs. UK just said, it's still on sale. If you watch the whole interview, Mark Yusko's interview on the Paul Barron Network, he talks about the fair value price of Bitcoin right now should be $52,000. It's twenty-seven. So that's just a fraction over half price, under half price. Why wouldn't you buy it if it's 50% under the fair value? Can't say it strong enough. People, thanks for watching. Please share this, tweet it. Uh, if you're on a podcast, thanks for listening. But of course, you're missing all the images. But hey, come and join us on YouTube one day. If you're in the chat and you're too frightened to say anything, just come in and say hello one time. I'll make you feel special. I'll make you feel welcome. That's why I do this live, because I can't interact with my audience if I do a recording. Sometimes I've got no choice if I'm on vacation and we've got you know, no signal, whatever it might be. But ordinarily, I like to go live. Frosty Ashington has just joined us. Uh, go back and watch from the start, dude. That's my top advice. Um, I just like to bring you guys into the show so you're part of it. So thank you, as always, to each and every one of you for your support. I'll be back on Thursday, 6 p.m. London, as always. Come and join us. Ian Stewart's house, you're welcome. Come and join us Thursday. Bring a friend or two, and let's get more and more eyeballs on this thing, this remarkable thing that is Bitcoin, because you are front-running those massive institutions. Social media links coming up. Phil Volman, you're very, very welcome. Good to see you back here. I'm out of here. Here's the social media links. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, the bullish Bitcoin channel, signing off. Catch you all on Thursday.